Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your girl Mitzi, and this is Mitzi. Let's think about it. Today, we are thinking about dreams. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am pretty sure everyone has always thought about that one dream that never went away, like, oh, or that dream that you just want to dive right back into, like, why can't I go back into it? <laughs> For me, I love dreaming. I think it's a way to escape to be honest I love dreaming so to have somebody here who's a professional and this is what she does it's all about dreaming I would like to welcome Megan Megan go ahead and take it away introduce yourself yes hi well my name is Megan Mary and I'm a dream analyst dream worker I work exclusively with women to help them harness the transformative power of their dreams so that is what I love doing. That is what my focus is. And I offer a lot of different services from dream interpretation, dream journeys, oracle readings. And I really just want to educate women about how they can use their dreams for creativity, for confidence, for personal growth, for self-discovery. There are so many things that they can do with their dreams that I, I don't really think people realize and we dream every night. So it's part of our lives that we really need to embrace. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I think this is an area that not many people actually dive into because they blow it off like, oh, a dream is either a desire, a fear, something that you're anticipating. That's all they really claim it to be and they leave it alone. But in reality, dreams are are bigger than what we all know, you know, and to really have the opportunity to dive into your dream to explore it is amazing experience when you actually are able to do so. And I know you were talking about uh, dream journey and helping women dive into that. And what do you necessarily mean by dream journey? Because that kind of yes. intrigued me. Yeah, so I devised a series of what I call dream sessions. And I call it a dream journey because I feel like when you work on a dream or a series of dreams over time, you can really start to do a deep dive into unlocking all of that messages of the subconscious. So I created four different dream journeys and they're meant to address different types of dreams and different situations in your life. So the first one is called the crossroads. And it's for women who are going through a transition, which can be any kind of transition. It can be a career change, a relationship change. It can be a loss in your life. It could be menopause. It could be any sort of major change in your life. When that happens, your dreams reflect those changes. And you really start to see what's happening in your life reflected in the language of your dreams. And so it helps to decode that language because then it can help you on your path, on your new path as part of that transition. The second journey that I have is called the eclipse and it is for the nightmares. And nightmares are probably one of the most common types of dreams, especially the, the kind that we remember the most oftentimes because they're so disturbing. And part of the reason is that the emotions are so strong. And so when we dream, the portion of our brain that is logical is turned off, but the portion of our brain that processes our emotions, the limbic system is turned on. And so when we have our dreams and we feel them like they're so real, that's because our brain is actually processing them as if they happened. And the emotions are one of the key pieces to understanding what the dream means. 
So particularly with any dream, but mo even most importantly with nightmares. So the nightmare journey is a series of dream sessions where I help women understand what their nightmare is about, why they're having it, and then how they can transmute and transform that experience into a more positive one. The third type of journey that I have is called the treasure box. And this is a, a really fun one that most people don't even know exists. It's about lucid dreaming and dream incubation. And by that, I mean, realizing that you're dreaming and being able to control the course of your dream and actually influence what's happening in your dream and or manifesting dreams. So creating a specific dream on purpose with your own will to happen, an experience, a dream experience. And those can be, I've listened to one of your previous interviews and I know that you're a writer and with writing, this can be fabulous because it actually helps you unlock all the creativity that's latent in your subconscious. So that's one of my journeys and it's a really fun and interesting one. It's, it's a rather advanced, they're both advanced techniques in dream work, but their effect is profound. Yeah, I can see how that is because not consciously being aware, I've done all of what you've said in that dream journey. So it's kind of interesting to see that sometimes we can unconsciously do that without actually having someone there to help you. And mm -hmm. I think when we actually allow ourselves to give ourselves that moment to reflect back on what we just dreamt about instead of just brushing it off, it can really make a ripple effect on your future and the momentum and the direction that you're going into. I 100% agree. I think that's a great skill that you're teaching other women. But it seems pretty simple to teach to men too. I mean, you know, so is it just so that women can feel comfortable? Because I think mm -hmm. that what that that's what it comes down to. Because let's be honest, when women are with other women, it's it, we feel a lot more comfortable when it comes to men. But it seems like if a man is listening and they're trying to do this, I think that this is something that's easy for them to also pick up and and do for themselves because mm -hmm. everyone dreams like you said I mean yes. currently I'm not dreaming because I'm not getting much rest because I have two little kids under two so believe me I wish I would dream and when I do yes. dream it's like oh <laughs> yes and you probably still are you're just not remembering it and yes it, it is applicable to everyone part of the reason that i focus on women like you said is because i like to create a safe compassionate space for women because you come to find out that what's happening in your dreams is really intimate stuff it's really personal stuff and you you want to have somebody you can share it with that you feel comfortable that's not going to judge you that's going to help you and that's going to help you help yourself there's also aspects about dream recall and just dream experiences that are different for women men's and women's dreams are very different and women's uh, dream recall and dream activity is influenced by our hormones. So there are a lot of very specific things that once you get into it, you'd be surprised to, to realize are quite different. But in terms of the benefits, that's universal. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Thank you for really mm -hmm. explaining that to me because that is a, a better way of not feeling so closed off for any of the men listening you know because sure. nowadays you have to be very open yes. and you know so I just wanted to make 
that cool and clear for everyone. But I'm really, really interested to really know what was that one dream for you that made you dive into this? Because of course you had to have that one dream that made you like, "Mm, I need to go deeper. What was Mm -hmm. that for you, if you don't mind me asking? Well, I had this one dream that I always, I, I tend to use it because it's simple to explain my method that I use when I analyze dreams. So I, after doing a lot of studying and, and researching and practicing, I decided to create my own method, which I call the dream mirror method. And it's basically four steps. I'll say the steps and then I'll give you the example. The first step is memory. And so that's just remembering your dream. But of course, that's a challenge for a lot of people. And it's really incorporating the practice of dream journaling into your life, creating the time and the space to record that dream. And you don't even have to reflect on it right then, but just to record it because you're going to forget it almost immediately and it will not come back. So that's one of the first steps. The second step we touched on is mood. So that's all capturing the emotions of the dream. And that's, like I said, one of the key parts in understanding the meaning. The third part is mirror. And that's where you take that memory that you've written down and you start to ask yourself questions that pull out the associations to your waking life. How is that dream a mirror to a situation in your waking life? And not necessarily a literal mirror, but how does that emotion transfer to a situation in your current life? And the fourth step is metaphor. And that's where we look at all the different symbols and people and colors and numbers and settings in the dream to pull out how all of those things are actually metaphors, metaphorical stories. And when we do that, it kind of demystifies that crypticness of the dream because many times people think their dreams are so nonsensical because they don't make sense. They don't, they're not linear and they don't understand why those symbols or those animals or those people are there. And when we can look at them metaphorically, we can really unearth those hidden meanings behind them and dig deeper into what the actual message is. So one of the dreams that I like to use to kind of amplify this method is one where I basically got a thought. I woke up with a message in my head and it was take the string that broke from your mittens and fly a kite. Okay. Well, I wasn't really sure what to make of it. I wrote it down, you know, later I started analyzing it and what I did was break it down piece by piece. And I said, okay, what is the string? What is the purpose of a string? Well, strings connect things. So we're talking about connection here. Next, what is a mitten? What is a mitten for? Who wears a mitten? Why? What's the purpose of a mitten? Well, I associate mittens with childhood because I don't really wear mittens as adults. I mean, they do make them, but I don't have any. And so I think about little kids and how they have the mittens that are attached with the string so they don't lose the other one. And also, you know, mittens keep in the warmth. They keep out the cold. They also kind of keep in the warmth. So if we're going to look at a mitten as a metaphor, perhaps it would have something to do with having fun in childhood, or it might have something to do with an inner warmth, perhaps, or an inner fire. So then the message, fly a kite with it. Okay, so next we look at the symbol of the kite. Why do we use a kite? Who uses a kite? What's the point of a kite? Well, 
again, a kite is kind of something that you might participate in as a child. It's a pastime. It's for fun. But kites also fly freely in the air, right? I mean, that's the whole point is to get it up there in the air, flying and looking beautiful. And they're usually very colorful and they're usually very free. It's almost like a, a metaphor for, for freedom and creativity and all of that. So if I put that all together and I, I woke up with a sort of a comforted, inspired feeling, we put that together with the symbols and the sentence. And my analysis of that was take that connection that you feel is broken, that somehow you've lost to that freedom and creativity that you felt when you were a child and launch it again, re make that connection, reinvent, transform that broken into something that's going to fly free. And when I do analysis, one of the other things I tell people is give your dream a title. If this were a little movie, what would you call it in a couple words? And that also really gets to the point. And I named this set sale. So that really was a message from my higher self telling me rekindle that inner warmth, that connection, what you felt when you were younger that inspired you and start really allowing yourself the freedom in that creativity space. I like the way that you put that because I've done some research and some studies and a lot of the times they say, well, the mind is so powerful, our brains are so powerful that it can repress and, and help us and save us in such a way that our minds know when it's time to heal, to time to move, to time to grow, time to have those transitions. And sometimes, majority of the times they do it through dreams. And when you were saying that, I was just like, oh, okay, so it makes sense, you know, because your mind was basically telling you it's time for you to do this transition and to set sail, as you say, because you were officially ready for it. I like the way that you put that. Thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so is this something that you you strongly, strongly believe in? Like what made it real for you? Did you help somebody and you were like, wow, this is really something that I just need to move forward with? Or I mean, what was that moment for you, if you don't mind? Yeah, I just, I basically felt called. I mean, strongly called. You know, once I started, I started, I was very, I went through a very, difficult period where I had a lot of illnesses all at once. And in, as part of my healing journey, I started meditating. And when I started meditating, I started really connecting with things that I'm not going to say I didn't know were there, but it was more like a remembering. I call it an awakening because that's more of a phrase, spiritual awakening, but it really was a spiritual yeah. remembering. And it really was, yeah, I know this has always been there. It's that knowing, it's almost the activation of the knowing. Yeah. And I also felt extremely called by spirit to do this work. It was just something I wasn't even planning on doing. I was like you, I was in the middle of writing a book and that was my sole focus. And I just had my job and it was like, this is all I have time for. And it really be, was sort of this, no, you're going to do this now. And it, I couldn't go fast enough to keep up with it. It just blossomed and bloomed and just had a life of its own, really a soul of its own. 
Yeah, no, I believe that once you align yourself with your spirit, you go in the direction that you know that you need to go because it's different for everyone. Every single person has their own direction and momentum and where they need to go. And it's like you said, you consciously know, but you don't go forward at first because of the doubt, because of social society norms and the way of doing life, like you said, working. And But when you are aligned in what you're supposed to be doing, the momentum is really fast. It may not mm-hmm. seem fast compared to what other people are doing, but it doesn't matter what they're doing. It doesn't matter what you're doing and what you're right. doing is working. So that's great that you that you found this purpose and this momentum and this outlook in helping women figure out their dreams because a lot of women just go to a dream dictionary. <laughs> yes. And I mean, I, my sister, my sister is yes. one of them. She's always going to the dream dictionary. I'm like, you don't need to go to a dream dictionary. Yes. And I talk about it. that all the time. I have a, a talk that's called break up with your dream dictionary. And yeah. it really is just because I, I mean, I used to have them too when I was younger, but it really is you know, misleading. It's confusing. It's misleading. Mm -hmm. And it's not your associations. So I had heard in your in one of your other interviews that you'd studied psychology. So you know, that a lot of a lot of psychology theory is around unearthing those uh, subconscious associations. And so a dream dictionary is just about other people's associations, Mm -hmm. possibly other cultural archetypes, other historical references, other literary references, but they're not yours. And so you take something like a horse or something like a snake, and every person is going to have a different life experience with that. They might have had a pet snake, or they might have had a pet horse, or they might have got fallen off a horse or be terrified of snakes. I mean, everybody's different. And so if you just take a, well, an owl means this, you're not going to get the message from your higher self because it's not coming from you. And yeah. so part of the, um, you know, edicts sort of, and kind of codes of what, of what I try to do is to not say, well, it's this, you know, I, mm-hmm. I try to really ask insightful questions. That's why I call it the dream mirror, because I want to be a mirror to you. I don't want to just tell you, oh, well, it's an owl and an owl means this. I want to draw out from you what you're taking for granted what you're not saying. You know, you could just say, oh, well, I had a dream that I fell down some stairs and that's it. Okay. Well, what was the stairway like? What was the building like? How did you feel when it happened? Was there anyone there with you? What did you have on? What was the weather like? I mean, there's so many things that you're like, oh, well, it was like this, but you didn't say that because we have a tendency to really simplify and to summarize Mm -hmm. and to skip over. And all of those details really matter. And so that's why it's so hard sometimes when people want a quick answer and they just give you, you know, a few few words or a little one line and you can get something out of that, but you can get a much bigger picture if you're actually writing down all those small details. Yes, even down to the to the emotion, to the to the little drop of water that you've seen. I'm telling you, yes. it's it's true. You're 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 far from wrong because you are absolutely right. I, I I really appreciate you coming on my show. It's it's nice to speak about dreams with somebody else because sometimes I feel like I'm just speaking to myself. Right. <laughs> just because yeah, the same way. <laughs> That's the thing. People just, it's not part of uh, Western society. It is part of ancient cultures and it's part of some other cultures currently in our world, but it's not really part of 
you know, Western society to share dreams every day and mm-hmm. to value them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Montague only talked about dream appreciation. We don't appreciate them. We just dismiss them. We think that they're just nonsensical. And yeah, it might be a fun party trick to talk about them, but they're stupid and they don't mean anything. And why, you know, and so we really need to start appreciating them, viewing it as yet another modality for healing, uh, yet another avenue of self-care and just how it really can be a source of creativity and a source of self-support. I mean, it's the ultimate self-help, really. Yeah, to be, to be honest, it really is the ultimate self-help. And I think if you only pay attention to the dreams that scare you and not the dreams that are still good and, and, and still just there, I think you're missing the bigger picture because you, you speak to yourself on a different, on a different level when you, when you do have dreams. I, I, mm-hmm. I honestly believe that. So I want to wrap up the show and thank you for joining and thank you for yes. coming on. It really has been a pleasure. I really enjoyed this time with you. So I appreciate you coming out, but just to give a quick motivation or inspiration, whatever you want to call it to my audience, what would be a good thing to let them know? I believe in your dreams. Listen to your dreams. They hold messages for you that are just for you. And, you know, an unopened letter is is just a shame. Your dreams are a message for you. They're a secret code that you can unlock if you start keeping a dream journal and value them and listen to them. Awesome. Awesome. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. You had it first from Megan. And if you want to know more about this lovely lady and what she does more and you need her help, well, you can always find it on MitziThinking.com. I have her beautiful picture there, along with a link to her website so that you can get a hold of Megan so that you can really start thinking about your dreams differently, especially if you are in this self-healing journey and you yes. feel like you've come to a roadblock. Usually it's because you're not fully connecting yourself. And this may be the area that you may need to go into and dive into, dive deeper into yourself. You're not going to regret it. Only you will love yourself more. And that's the beauty of it. You know, that's the beauty of the self journey. So that's it. That's all I have for you guys. Be safe, stay well, and always keep thinking. Bye.